Welcome back to the More Than Creative podcast with your host, Dakota Hersey, and our co-host, Weston Hersey. Hello. We are really excited about continuing to dive into the new format that we kind of introduced last week, which is chronicling, 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 (laughs) telling you a little bit about uh, the projects that we're working on and kind of the basing the podcast episodes based on the subjects that come up as we are working with actual clients. And the hope in the future is that I'll be able to, if you guys like this, then we can get even deeper into like the actual things that we're working on. Almost like you guys are kind of following along on the projects as they go, which is kind of cool. And I haven't seen a lot of people do that, or I haven't seen anybody do that on a podcast. So I'm excited because I think the main goal of this podcast and then this business as a whole was to try to break down some of the misconceptions or the things that we have made up about what business looks like to be successful where it's like you know the thing where it's like overnight they're like oh they had overnight success and what you didn't see is all of the many many nights spent not knowing what they were doing so so this week we are working on a new project with a new client and I'm super excited about it. Kelsey Ziegler Photography. And she came to me originally for brand photos, which is no surprise because I think a lot of people feel like when they don't, when they're making big shifts in their business, they don't know what the next move is going to be. And so with marketing, having photos is something, especially as a photographer, that's something that people normally gravitate to, okay, if I have photos and I'll have something to post on Instagram, I can update my website, all of those things. So on our call, I had reviewed her website and looked through the things that she was looking to do. And honestly, she already had a ton of photos of herself to be able to promote a personal brand. And so the more that we got talking, got to talking, I was asking her like, what is the goal. What, why are you, why branding photos right now? What are you trying to do over the next year? And basically she is shifting a huge part of her business model and doing something, reintroducing back into the world of photography, a lot of products and a very hand-on, hands-on experience. And she is going to be redoing her website at one point, which is why she was reaching out to me about brand photos. So I actually told her that I think that it would make more sense for us to go through her website and redo the copy and the structure of it so that she can go in and update it and show it. And then as we do that, if we realize that there are areas of photos that she is missing or she has some gaps, then that's where brand photos can come in. But I have a feeling that she will likely not need those for probably another year or so. So for other people that are kind of in a similar situation of trying to figure out what exactly they need within their business, because especially when it comes to marketing and growing, there's a million different routes that you can take. So it's all about trying to put your limited resources, AKA your money into places that are going to have the biggest impact for you and that are going to make the most sense for where you're actually at. So this week we had, or over the last two weeks, we had our first two meetings with her and the first meeting consisted basically just kind of talking through what, what she wants to see from her website and the different things that she likes about websites and how she wants to talk about her business. 
And just to give like a little bit of backstory, she is a photographer. She specializes in weddings and seniors. Right now she is photographing a lot of different things. And so her website is geared towards moms and babies and also some portrait work, but she's looking to kind of move out and niche down into the two areas that she is really loving, which is seniors and weddings. And she also has a very hands-on experience that involves not only doing all of the photo sessions, but then also being there to provide albums and wall art for her clients. But what we discovered is that's kind of how she, when Weston and I were on the call with her, that's kind of how she presented it to us as, you know, I'm very hands-on. It's a very luxury experience. Very intentional. Very intentional and there's products involved. So, you know, my biggest thing within the photography world, like this is how photography used to be where, you know, you came to a photographer and then you, there was an expectation that a canvas or some type of wall art would come out of it. It was very expensive. And then we got to the point where like digital photography became bigger and we moved into a business model, more of like a shoot and burn is what they call it. So Basically, like you go to a session, you shoot the photos, you deliver the digital images, and then you move on to the next. So it's more like, I guess you could say quantity over quality yeah. because it's larger galleries and you are giving more freedom to it's the client. the customer to right, right. decide what to do with them. But the thing that I think is funny, because there are people that are moving more into the product space, which I think is really smart because... Just from a business perspective, there is a lot more money in it. And then two, from a client perspective, I do think that there are people that would really, really appreciate the handholding that comes from helping them get their photos from a digital space into print, like on the walls and actually doing something because it's very overwhelming. It's very time consuming. And so... I think that it's really cool that there is a group of photographers that are kind of starting to differentiate themselves by offering a different experience. But with that comes having to explain better exactly what you do without putting down another business model and also trying to find the people that you want and trying to have them really understand what it is the value that you're actually bringing to the table. So this is where you can apply this to your business, even if you're not a photographer, but we're going to talk about it in the context of Kelsey's business, because I just think it's easier to understand when you have some type of like example or context. So for her, we were going through from the wedding perspective, but then we ended up just talking about what it looks like for her to help plan these sessions. Because one of the things that she said is that she, before a shoot, she will schedule a call with you to do like a design consultation. And we got into it where I was like asking her different questions about what that actually meant because she just kept saying like, it's design consultation. I help you plan all of the stuff. You know, we we pick out your products. We talk about what photos you want. And I told her that I said, okay, well, your website is supposed to be the first line of sales for you. So a lot of sales is overcoming objections. It's not just about, it's about trying to understand where the person is going to push back on you and then being prepared 
with how you would answer that question in an honest, educational, and helpful way. And not being afraid of the fact that there are going to be people that are going to look at you and say, well, I don't want this or this doesn't make sense because of X, Y, and Z. I don't want to buy from you because of X, Y, and Z. And the best salespeople and the best business owners not only are not afraid of those questions, but they like actively seek them out so that that way they can better understand. They can prepare for them. Yeah. Like you feel. response. Yeah. And honestly, it's okay if the answer to that question is, you know, they're like, well, I don't care about wall art. Why should I care? And it's like, well, you might just be the person who doesn't care about wall art. And then that just means you're not my client. So that's fine. You can give the pitch and if the pitch doesn't sell, then, you know, it's not a fit. Right. Right. But you should be able to understand and have a lot of confidence in the thing that you're selling so that that way it's not selling. It's being helpful. It's trying to help people understand. You're not trying to force them into agreeing with you. You're just trying to share your perspective. And then if they find value in it, then it's a win-win. Then it's a match. Right. Yeah. So she, I told her, I said, I'm going to be really honest with you as a photographer myself. And then also as a photography client with things that are really expensive, one of my objections to this process would be, I don't really need this super hands-on thing. My friends have gotten engagement photos and they've done everything over email. It sounds like this call that we're going to get on before the session is going to be a sales pitch. It's going to be you going through and telling me what products you have and trying to sell me on something, especially because we as consumers, I think have gotten to the point where we are just very wary of things when they're vague. And so if someone's just like, let's just, let's just jump on a call. Like, I just want to talk to you about what your options are and blah, blah, blah. People automatically have their defenses up and they're feeling stressed out about like, yeah, what's going to happen. We're all averse to the door to door salesman. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, you you know, or it's like when you buy a car and they're like, we're going to just take you in the back and let you talk to this other team member. And it's like, my dad prepared me, you know, say no to everyone. Like, (laughs) no, no, don't even listen to what they have to say, which sometimes is, is not like, that's just the culture. And that's just the, the, I don't know, the mindset that a lot of people have when they think about these things, which is unfortunate because if you place someone in that mindset, like you could be actually offering them something that is a value or somebody could be offering something of you a value, but you're already so like, you're going to take advantage of me. You're yeah. just trying to sell me something. Right. Yeah. Right. So I really believe in a lot of my marketing approach beliefs come from having a high level of education and making sure that you are not, you know, oversharing or giving away too much information too quickly, but trying to understand what is the right amount of information to give them before or like at each stage of the process so that that way there is enough trust built that we can move them along to the next step just so that everybody's defenses are down, they can hear you out and it can be an honest conversation without this like weird edge. Everything's transparent. Right, right. I'm trying to have an open book with you. Um, which ironically is when I told Kelsey, like, I was like, this is me like telling you what my objections are. I think plenty of people are going to feel this way. 
how would you approach this? And she said, well, I want to be, I am really open book. Like I don't, I'm not hiding stuff. And so I said, okay, well, I need you to explain to me what exactly a design consultation means, because right now it just kind of seems like it's an extra call that I'm going to have to spend my time on and I don't get it. And so she's, as she's starting to explain this to Weston and I, I realized like it's the perfect example of someone who is so accustomed to their own process and the thing that they think is like, well, I don't want to tell them all of this stuff because like it's kind of long and drawn out or like maybe it's not even really that special or like I do it every day. So I'm not going to. It feels very mundane. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I don't want to over explain it. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you have to remember like sometimes it's good to over-explain the things that you do because people genuinely don't know. They just... They well, don't understand the level of detail that's going on in your mind. Right. You know, so I think that's why it's good to kind of pull back the curtain. Right. See, like there's a lot of stuff happening back here to give you this thing. Right, right. And that's where the value is built, is trying to understand all of the things that they they would expect that thing to happen, but because you're showing it, it makes them feel like it's like how you're so much more into something. If you can go and like watch how it's made, like, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like a golf ball is now not just like this thing. It's like this really intricate piece of thing, something that like had to be put together with all these moving parts. So as she's talking to us, she's explaining that within this design consultation, the purpose of it is because she wants to really understand what they want to do with their photos from like how they are actually going to use them, whether that is save the dates. Do they already have a design picked out? Does it need to be horizontal or does it need to be vertical? What colors are you going to be using for it? If are you're you going to in, in your living room on a wall, like what's the color of your walls? What's the color of your couch and your pillows and your carpet and stuff like that? Right, right. So that that way she can offer suggestions for the outfits that they wear so that that way everything is like really complimentary of how the photos are going to be used. And as a photographer, I'm very aware of the fact that when, like when I introduced albums into my business, I started photographing things very differently because I knew that certain photos were going to need to have be paired with them. And that I was going to have to make sure that like if somebody wanted to do like a wall gallery, like you have to photograph, you have to have close up, you have to have far away, you have to have all these things that like aesthetically work together. And so it's very different from just going out and taking photos and knowing that they're like not having any idea of what the purpose of them is going to be for other than posting on Facebook, which there is essentially no purpose to that and how you actually like create an image which by the way is one of the things as photographers, I think that if you blog your sessions, it will make you a better photographer because then you have to actually go through the process of making all of your photos work together as one gallery, not just as like one-off images. That's just my little plug because I'm always gonna plug blogging. So as Kelsey's explaining this, so she says, we go through, we have all of these conversations about this, like. Do you, what kind of poses do you like? Are you guys going to feel more like you want more candid? Do you want more pose things? Just like really, really trying to understand what their expectations are and then helping them 
pick locations and outfits that are going to help them get as close to that as possible. And then after that, of course, she also sells the product. So she goes through and she's, you know, here's my studio menu. Here's all of your different options. You can kind of start to think about that and where, you know, the sizes and things. But none of that is finalized until after the session. But she's at least going into it knowing, knowing that these are the goals. This is what she needs to be like prioritizing and walking away with which as a photographer is so helpful because then you know like, all right, these are the shots that I need to nail and then everything else from here on out is like for fun or for art or extra or whatever you want to approach it as. So then after her call, she actually goes through and puts together a Pinterest board for inspiration of outfits and locations and aesthetics so that that way it helps them even further plan their shoot. So from this point, as she was explaining that to us, I was like, wow, this is incredibly intentional, incredibly purposeful. It is very different from the way that other photographers approach things, even though we are all technically doing the same thing, but it kind of comes back to even like the core values of the way that she really wants to approach photography and the things that she finds the most important out of that experience and how it's impacted her business model and the way that she approaches things. And so when you think about that, like she would have to be working with a very specific client, somebody who also values and appreciates all of those things. If someone felt like that extra call was a waste of time and that they didn't need all of that intentionality, they would not be her ideal client because that just means that like they don't appreciate Value what it. She gives, yeah. Right, right. Um, and so it was so interesting because she was just kind of like, I work best with the copywriting clients and honestly any type of marketing branding clients where I work best when I can just get them to kind of ramble because normally they just like start to spill out all of the contents onto the table and then I'm able to say like that that is the golden nugget. That's what we need to do. And I know Weston, you've talked about like within helping people write and edit their stuff, like that that's been an experience that you've also had with being like that yeah. thing you just said, that yeah. is the thing that we want to hear. Cause there's a lot of people, cause when it comes from like not really understanding what someone wants to hear, cause I think a lot of people when they're, writing for an audience or when they're creating any material for an audience, they're thinking about like what the audience wants and they're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I want to give them what they want. So then they're kind of like pulling on their own experiences and thinking about what they've read of other things. So then there, it becomes this like an amalgamation of things that they've heard from other people kind of with their voice in it. And then if you just, make them kind of throw all of that out the window and you're just like, I just need you to talk and I just need you to just tell me your story. Don't worry about, you know, anybody else. Just give me what you have. Then you can, then that's when the good stuff happens. And then you can point you, I usually will point stuff out and be like, this is really good. Like wherever this came from, you need to stick with that. And that's a way to like build up confidence. It's all a, it's all a lack of confidence. Right. But saying this like makes me think of a quote by Rick Rubin where he's a music producer, if nobody knows. 
but he says the best thing that you can do for your audience is ignore them. Mm. Mm. Which I just think is like, it's that whole idea of like, if you're serving, if you're giving the audience what you think they want to be served, they're probably not going to be interested because it's either bland or you're going to butt into the person who's like, you don't know what I want, you mm-hmm. know, and then they push it away. Or so they've like, already heard it before. Exactly. To where so, it's like, this is the same thing that I ate yesterday. Mm, so, Yeah. And I think that that concept is, it just relates directly back to the way that people think about their businesses and especially in the way that they communicate about them because it is, it's, it's a lot of, well, this is what I've seen other people say, or this is the person who taught me, this is kind of the vocabulary that they use and the, in the word structure that they use. And in all of this, when you're even just looking for inspiration on writing your website or, or producing any type of content, you very can very quickly run into actually just like copying or imitating somebody else. And losing your voice completely. And then it's like this thing that makes you so magical and different from everybody else. You start to lose the confidence in it and like feel like it's like, well, nobody else is talking about this thing. So that must mean that it's not important. But I would challenge you to say that nobody else is talking about that thing. So it is important. Right, right. It's the thing that is different. Right. And it's the thing that's memorable. And maybe like what would happen if you were the first person to be the one to talk about it? Even if it was something that everybody was doing. And I give that example. I actually did an Instagram caption a few weeks ago where I'm a part of a gym in town. There's two different locations. One of the locations is really, really good at their social. And the other one doesn't really share too many things but the one that that share is really good on social like they did a whole video where they shut down the gym for two hours which i got a notification on my phone that the gym would be closed from two to four but it didn't say why it was just closed and i was like okay i'll go to the other one but they used that time to post a video of all of the deep cleaning that they were doing in the gym so it was like all of the different employees just little clips of them deep cleaning the equipment and i was like oh that's Like, that's so cool that they're doing that. It is an expectation that they would be cleaning the gym that I'm going to. I'm paying for it. But just seeing them do it. It's just a reassurance. Oh, they are cleaning. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like, huh, I didn't actually think about it. And then it was interesting because the next day I went to to the other gym and there was dust all over one of the machines. And I was like, that's gross. And then I'm like, hmm, I bet they don't clean the way that the other people clean. And it, yeah. and the only reason that I had that thought is honestly because I saw a video of them cleaning. And then all of a sudden it's like... You're like, oh, so people should be cleaning. Yeah, yeah. Like now that's extra value that they've brought to the table when it's like... it. I'm sure the other gym cleans. But yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. a matter of like, but I know the... I know gym A does because I saw them put it in a reel. And it's like... That's so mundane mm-hmm. of a task that they would do, but it was an in- interesting like reassurance and building the trust and showing the process and all of the things that go into making the gym experience good. Yeah. So I think that that's something that people can think about where it's like, well, duh, but talk about it. Like it doesn't have to be a huge part on your website. Like that's something that's simple. But yeah, I think that going back to the point of people 
kind of allowing the insecurity and the rules and the expectations to manipulate the way that they talk and the way that they share about themselves and what their business is. One of the things that's been really interesting about these two copywriting projects, and I'm so excited to be doing more of these in the future because now I'm really starting to understand the power and the value of having just even simply somebody that's just going to help you alongside writing your website that can kind of like take your words and take your voice and push you to that next level of Mm -hmm. like, I want to know more about this thing. Stop talking stop talking about this thing over here because it doesn't make any sense and give me more detail about this. Like this was a funny idea. This is, this is good enough to keep going. And with both Julia and Kelsey who are helping with their, that's our two current copywriting clients right now. I have told them like, do not look at anybody else's websites. Do not look at anything. Like I want you to just speak from the heart. I want you to speak from your own mind. I want you, like my job and Weston's job will be to maneuver the words and help guide them to a place where it makes sense and that it can be easily digestible and like that it sounds good. But now it's funny because they're on the surface right now, the two websites that they both have live look very similar. Like if you were to read them, I don't know if you could really tell the difference between the two of them, but they are two vastly different types of photographers and they offer very different experiences down to yes, both personal, both like deeply involved with their clients, but they're very different people and they're, and I think it's like exciting. Yeah. Oh, I think it's very exciting to see what, yeah. When the websites go live, it's going to be like, Oh, okay. I'm very clear about which one of these two people I would want to work with or who I would identify the most with. And I think right now, just in the world of websites, that that's lacking so much, just like going to other people's stuff and looking at their things now and just being like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you got overwhelmed while you were writing this website and you just started pulling buzzwords and trying to string words together in a way that you saw somebody else do on their website. Well, I I just have this thought because we were talking earlier about how people like to understand like how things are made. Like when you understand how something is made, you appreciate it more. Right. And it's like when you're a service, like you are the thing that's being made. Right. So it's like I feel I feel like a lot of people want to understand who is giving them something mm-hmm. more. Like in restaurants, we care, like if it's a really nice restaurant, we care about where the chef has come from. Uh-huh. And we care about who the chef is and the where chef's the food experiences. Is sourced. And like, yeah, you, coffee, single source or like origin, single or origin, that's what it's called. Single origin coffee where it all comes from one place. Mm. With music, we care about who the artist is and like we watch interviews about them and it's just... These things that people consume, I think we care about the human behind them. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that's becoming more of an interest with AI. Yeah. Becoming more of a conversation is just like human, something being human made is kind of becoming a commodity. Yeah. So it's like capitalized on the fact that you are a human and you're a person and you're an individual and tell us why you're special. And why you're an individual and like what makes you different. 
And the other thing is too, you created your business for a reason. And you added all of the parts and components into your business because you found value in them. And I would challenge you that if you have parts of your business that you do, that you don't really see the value in doing them, that you reevaluate if why they are even a part of your experience in the first place or your service or your offering or product. But I think that there is also on the concept of confidence, like really sitting down and mapping out every single part of your business and why it's important to the overall process from a perspective of um, why it's why it's valuable to the client, how it helps you reach the final end goal and all of those different things because there's going to be confidence in that and there's also going to be a ton of content opportunities that come out of that too where a lot of what we've done with Julia and Kelsey is, and especially Kelsey this past week, is just trying to get her to just tell us every single aspect of what the business and the and the journey and experience entails so that that way we can try to understand okay we've laid it all out on the table now you know you give a certain amount of information on the home page a certain amount of information on the services page just enough to get them to give you their information and then you give them even more information and then on a phone call you can go into even more detail and so it's really about trying to understand like what all is included and then what level of detail and what order should I give it to you so that that way it's easily digestible and understandable and then again like going all the way back to the beginning like brings you to the next step of the process so you're not just like overwhelming, you know, on the, on your services page where you say like what, what you can expect from this experience. Like you want to give them enough so that they're like, Oh, okay. I can see where we're going. I can see all of the different components. I can understand why the price point starts where it starts at, because there's all these different things that make them different and are included. And, but you also don't want to go into too much minutia so that that way it's not like, I don't know, you know, it's just like when you give somebody too much stuff, then all of a sudden it makes them, it makes it hard to focus on the thing that really matters. Too many options, option paralysis. Right. So anyways, there's a lot of different specifics that we can go in on this topic, but I think overall the biggest thing is making sure that you have exercises in building your confidence when talking about your business and understanding how to communicate about it. And I think that one of the, a few of those things that can make that easier is one, sitting down and doing like a brain dump of your entire process. Or if you have a product, maybe it's like, this is all of the different ways that it can be used or the scenarios in which it would be special or bring value to somebody. And then just trying to like get all of that out there. And this conversation is honestly best to have with somebody who knows nothing about your business, which I think is like with Kelsey, I mean, it's good to have Weston on the call because he knows, he knows he's obviously a part of the photography world because of his relationship with me, but but very loose. Yeah. And even I don't do products. So I was like, I don't really know. I mean, I know how albums work, but I don't know how any of this stuff, other stuff works. Well, I thought like just with her specific 
business model, like, you know, I don't know a lot about it, but I've never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And like, I wasn't old enough to really be around with like the studio photographers and stuff. But even then, I didn't ever make that connection when she was talking about what she was talking about. Because it just felt like, you know, she mentioned her interest and her love for interior design. And it honestly felt like a meshing of those two loves of like Mm. photography and interior design of like, I have this thing, I have this business that's circled around photography. How do I bring in my love for design? Mm. And I felt like that was brought in through like album design and wall art design. And that felt super exciting. It was like something new, mm-hmm. a mix of these two fine arts. So that's kind of how I understood it. And then I was like, and that makes sense to me. I think that would make sense to other people too. It's like right. this meshing of these two things that you know, you know of, and they've become something new. Right, right. And I think for her, it was interesting to have the experience of like, once we started asking questions and getting her to talk about it and then sharing our own realization of how important these things are and, and, you know, almost like watching her watch us connect the dots was a really unique experience too, because then you could start to see now, even the way that she talks about it when we've gone, we've started working on the pages and, and finessing like the actual words and the orders that they're going to go in. But it's changed a lot about how she's talked about it and starting to realize where there's value in places that she maybe was a little bit, I don't know, like hesitant to kind of talk a little bit more about because it was, it's, it's just different. Yeah. You don't know if it's, you don't know if it's like special or, you know, I think, you know, maybe there's a hesitation there because it's kind of like, when you go into an interview and they're like, why should we hire you? Uh-huh. Like I have a lot of hesitation with that question because I don't want to, I don't want to brag. Like I don't, wanna, yeah. I also don't want to come off as like full of myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can give you objective things of like why I'm good or why I think this job would be. But then I could also go into non-objective things like, well, I'm just amazing. Like it's like, <laughs> well, like, I mean, you'd be stupid not to hire me, stuff like that. And I think, that when you just don't really understand the landscape and when you don't really understand yourself and the lines just aren't very clear yet, you just don't touch it at all. Because you're like, I don't ever want to dip my toe into like the braggadocio. You right. Know what I mean? Or, and that is another thing where you get nervous and then you fall back on like, that's a perfect example of like, well, I'm going to answer this question the way that you think or the way that I think you want me to answer this question. Yeah. And then again, like the interviewer and also all of your potential clients never actually get to hear why, like why you are different because you're so busy trying to like get the sale or get the yes. I'm afraid to be too different. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think that, I think that there are definitely ways that you could be too different and it could not be a great thing. And But I also am a pretty firm believer, especially the more that I practice with helping people figure out what their messaging actually should be. I feel pretty confident that you can pretty much sell and convince anybody of anything if 
they resonate with the, with the value of it. And so if they, I mean, they have to be somebody who is the ideal client, but there are a lot of different things where people have brought things to me and said, well, this is kind of part of my brand, or this is part of my personality or how I want to sell things. But they're, they're getting too wrapped up in the objections of being like, well, I don't really want to talk too much about it because I know someone somewhere is going to be like, well, that's too expensive or that's not worth it. Or why would I pay extra for that without, and, and so then their confidence in the value of it goes down. And I say, I mean, my rebuttal to that is like, you, it's all about how you position it. And if you position something where it makes sense and people can kind of romanticize it and under and re- resonate with it, then it's going to work. And so like one of those examples that I have is I had a client, Tiffany, who we were working on some of her brand messaging and we were talking about her brand boosters. So like the things that she has associated with her and her brand. And one of those things is thrifting. And she said, I don't really know how to incorporate thrifting into my brand because I want to, I sell something that is very expensive and I do want people to, it is a luxury product. She's, she's also a wedding photographer and she also does prints and things. And so she was like, I don't really know how these two things mix together. And I said, okay, well, why, why do you like thrifting? Because I think that everybody can, like, there's a lot of people that can relate to wanting a good deal, but like, it's not just a good deal because you can find a good deal on Amazon. Why would you rather spend your time in a thrift shop? And she started talking about it where it was like, well, I just really like the idea that like all of this stuff came from a time, a different time, and it has a story. And like, it's kind of like a treasure hunt. And I get to go with my mom and we spend all Saturday going through these stores and trying to find, you know, the diamond in the rough and we're searching through all this stuff and and the feeling that you get when you come across this thing that is unique and you can't get it anywhere else feels really special to me. And I was like, that, that story right there though can relate directly back to there's something about like taking a photo and then preserving it in a time and archiving something and, and being able to have this like really special piece that is has a story and there's like all this personality behind it rather than just like well I like this shirt because I got it for 50 cents you know like yeah that can be something that you could relate with somebody when you know you find out that that's something that they like but it's all about how you tell the story of getting to the heart of it right it's it's a good writer constantly ask is ask why mm-hmm. or it's just like well why you know, it's just getting deeper and deeper. Well, why do you like that? Right. What do you like about it? You know, stuff like stuff like that. Right. So getting back to how you can start to incorporate this concept into the things that you're doing in your own business, I think that it would be really good for you to sit down with somebody who is an ideal client or at least doesn't really know that much about your business and walk them through your experience and talk to them about what you do and let them ask you questions about why. Like, why do you do this? Why is it important? Why should I care? And then that can kind of start to open up doors that maybe you hadn't really even noticed were there because it's something that you're like, well, I don't know, sometimes it's a, you're afraid to open up the door about why is this important because maybe on the other side you find out that it's not. <laughs> but 
And I would say if you find out on the other side that it's not important, that you should evaluate if you even need to be continuing to do it at all. But I also think that there is there is probably a reason why it's important. And if you if just you're think doing about it, it, if you're dedicated so much of yourself to it, right, it's got to be. You're not just doing it for you know willy nilly, right, right. But yeah, I would sit down with somebody to just kind of help you brainstorm and get out of your own head and start to get like a different perspective on what you do. And I think that you'll probably be surprised at the stuff that people find important and versus the things that you find are just kind of part of your everyday way of doing things. You're too close to the painting. Right. Get someone who's a little bit farther back. Right. Yeah, and if you are looking at your website and you're like, wow, you're right, this does look like every other person's website that's in my industry, and I'm having a really hard time just kind of talking about myself and figuring out a way to communicate the value that I do bring to the table, we are here to help. And we're really excited about these projects that we're working on. And I'm excited to, I think in the fall, we we're kind of focusing on these two right now, but in the fall, we have plans to open it up and start to take on more, especially as we start to kind of like pour some gasoline on my own business and get it moving. Because especially in just very meta behavior, I'm kind of starting to understand the value that I bring to the table as a copywriter and what the value is of these projects where we're helping people redo their websites because there were things that I originally thought were the value and getting feedback from Julia and Kelsey it's been things that I have kind of just been like yep like this is what I do this is how I've always approached things and yeah getting that feedback from them has been super helpful so I am right there beside you doing the same exact thing. We're all just trying to understand. Consistently learning. Right. It's just constant, constant learning. Right. But that's the fun part. Yeah. It's always something new. Okay. So, Weston, do you have anything else to add? No. Okay. Not that I can think of. Concise. Ready to roll. Okay. Well, we will be back next week. And as usual, if you have something that you are struggling with in your own business and you want our opinions on it or our help with it, then just reach out. And if we make it a podcast episode, that would be even cooler because then it can help lots of people. Yes. And then next week we'll be back. We'll give you an update on the projects that we're working on. Julia's is almost finished. And then Kelsey, we've started on her first service page. So I'm excited to see where those go. But we hope this was helpful and we will see you guys next week. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.